Paul DeCane is a veteran producer and club DJ who performs every week live on Twitch. His DJ skills are flawless, the music's always fun, and his stream sounds and looks fantastic. I started joining Paul's streams when he answered the quiz in my camera app, but after a couple of conversations, I realised I could learn a lot by talking to him. In this interview, we talk about how Paul ended up on Twitch and why the platform is so appealing, and some details about how it all works. We went into detail on his live rig, his DJ tools and audio pipeline, all the cameras and lighting, how his visuals work, and how he manages to control everything while he's playing. We tell you how you can get started streaming live DJ sets on Twitch. And finally, we talked about what else Paul has in the pipeline. And a bit more about Squares TV too, but only because he asked. Uh, this is the extended version of our conversation that appears on YouTube, although there's a bit more visual detail in the YouTube cut, so, you know, I've edited it a lot more tightly. Uh, you can see that video and explore Paul's rig interactively using a special tool I made by going to squares.tv slash which there'll be that link in the description too. My name's Michael Forrest, and this is the Squares TV podcast, and that is people doing building work outside, for which I can only apologise. I'm racing them, they're jackhammering. Let's go. Let's get started. All right, brothers and sisters, time to rev up the turntables for another disco party. And the music's on us, man. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for coming on. To start with, can you just tell us a little bit about about your background? Yeah, hi, hi, Michael. Nice to meet you uh, in this this way. We've talked a lot on email and, and the phone, etc. But hey, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm Paul Paul Decane. Uh, I've been a DJ and record producer for four decades. I started DJing uh, and then mixing records. That turned into working with DMC, Tony Prince's Disco Mix Club. I started doing mega mixes, which was record, 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 record by different artists. That led to doing actual remixes for record labels. That then led into doing one's own work as an artist. Right. Uh, had a top 10 hit in the late 90s. Oh, DJ wow. D- uh, DJed around the world, uh, played for U2, Kraftwerk, written music for the BBC. Uh, EA Games, um, being signed to Cream Records, Ministry, uh, FFRR. When the kind of whole DJ thing uh, exploded in two th- the early 2000s, 2002, uh, the whole industry reset at that point. Uh, I stepped away from the industry, got rid of the studio, stopped DJing and everything. Got into the creative industries, uh, marketing, uh, education, photography, uh, video, and um, then ended up working uh, for about four or five years with uh, Corporate America, working with Denon DJ to help them uh, market and uh, communicate their new products. Uh, That gig ended last year during the pandemic, and now I'm freelance and I guess we'll talk, start talking about where we are from, from here on in. That's great. I've got, I've got a couple of follow-up questions. What was that top 10 recorded under your name? or? Uh... Yeah, the, the top 10 record was uh, 1994. It was on FFRR Records, which is part of London Records. Pete Tong signed the track. That was by Tin Man. The, 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 t- the title was 18 Strings. Uh, it got it peaked at number nine in the pop chart and uh, was a, a global hit. So it sold something like, 180,000 records and CDs in the UK and about three three million worldwide and compilations. So that's the, that's when records and things used to sell. I was fortunate enough to be the first or one of the first to experience new technologies through my career. I mean, I was definitely the first DJ to mix CDs live um, in front of an audience. Um, and I was the first, or if not one of the first, to play a total computer audio-based uh, DJ set uh, for ministry in, in uh, Cafe Mambo in Ibiza, uh, and then uh, was one of five DJs, t- DJ producers, to uh, mix the first uh, published dance music in surround sound. So, you know, technology and myself have always gone hand in hand, and I think that's how my marketing kind of uh, an ability to teach and educate and communicate comes from is being able to front a product communicate something i love it um and then so obviously like you've embraced the the sort of next thing so how did you get into twitch how did that happen um well as i said when i uh, lost the the, uh, the corporate america job and uh, kind of as many people did had to reassess reassess what i was going to do for the future uh last summer uh, a few offers came in, some on the table, some didn't pan out. Um, but I, um, I have a, a very dear friend and, and coll- ex-colleague who was very much into the whole gaming Twitch 
mixer as it was and uh, you know from days gone by and we'd already had conversations probably a year before uh, talking to people like uh, Vec in Canada and seeing people like uh, Scratch Bastid not I'll say that very <laughs> very meticulously um, and various other DJs who are using Twitch as a uh, an online platform to virtually reach out and entertain uh, the audiences that they were going to be tour, you know, in, in the cities and regions that they were going to be touring around America. And I thought that was a fantastic way. And I, I felt that very much this kind of online events, DJing, reaching out, communication, education was the way forward, even when I was a, a marketing director for Denon DJ. And that was something where I was going to take it anyway. But when uh, this whole pandemic thing hit, lost the job, uh, reassess what happened. I'd, I'd gone previously through a, a, a divorce, so I ended up living in this house on my own. Um, and I'd already started working turning a, a second bedroom into a um, video suite for my previous job. So the, the groundwork was already done. But uh, the whole th Twitch thing, you know, immediately uh, the, the, the knee-jerk response was that DJs jumped on things like uh, Mixcloud and Twitch and started doing DJ sets, you know, hey, you know, lockdown sessions and uh, isolation nation and all this kind of stuff. When, you know, I didn't feel like I, I was going to jump on the bandwagon because I'd already had, in my own heart of hearts, I'd had this longing to do it either for the brand I was working for or myself because... Um, over the past few years, I've felt the kind of uh, creeping back of my creative mojo to actually make music again and play it. Um, so with the divorce kind of coming to an, an end and having the house here, living here and, and on my own in the house, I was at, at the studio that I'm in now is a production and remix and recording studio. Uh, and it just naturally turned into a desire to think, hey, I, I want to stream DJing. Uh, the only pro thing, situation was, though, because I was under certain kind of obligations or whatever during my exit from my previous job, uh, is that the uh, they they were pretty ruthless. They took you know everything from me, uh, all the 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 gear. Uh, fine, it belonged to them. That's okay. Um, but I'd already know. I already knew that I wanted to use other types of ways of, of playing music, the, the system that we'll talk about later. So um, I had to wait for a certain period of time before I could actually do this, but it, it gave me a lot of time to prepare my entrance onto Twitch to be not just a, you know, just one camera and a crap, but it, it was very, I go at this full on production you know, so. Definitely, I can confirm this. And yeah, so it did, like, how long had you been doing it when? Yeah, when you first like emailed me, a couple of months, maybe a couple of months. So I was, yeah. I, I've always been taken aback by the production values of your stream. So obviously, so it sounds like you had lots. The preparation is what sort of helped you. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we've been able to understand tech. I mean, as I said, this friend and colleague I have very much guided me on the etiquette of Twitch, uh, the 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 language the uh you know what connects this to that what the, what you should do he very much held my hand through it so I had, I had a very good head start on this and he also he was the one who also encouraged me to start a discord which is a you know a kind of a, a, a small community a forum of decay nights as we call ourselves so it's kind of and it, and it just really built from there so I had a, a very established uh twitch user to help me with it but I I'm able to create I've got a marketing brain, uh, so I, I know how to make things happen and, and the I, that things need to be dynamic and interesting and also ever-evolving. You know, this, the current look of my streams is very much a stage two and st slash three. I was going to ask you, like, why Twitch? Why not Mixcloud? Why not? Because Mixcloud, I just saw an interview, uh, a talk by one of the founders just last Thursday, in, um, um, along with the Endless FM people, and he was talking about how, how much they've put into the sort of the music rights for that platform, whereas Twitch, like as soon as you um, put anything on there, obviously, like not everyone listening to this is going to be is going to be familiar with Twitch. So, um, like that, they'll just if you put the video up, they'll just silent out all the all the bits that that uh, they've detected copyright problems with. Mm. But um, in terms of you know why why Twitch, why not Mixcloud, why not YouTube, why not Facebook? Uh, well, what, when when I first started streaming, I multi-streamed to all of them. 
um, because it was it was a kind of a philosophy of you know let's try and catch everybody. But the the real kind of reason for that, I guess, was uh, to raise awareness immediately as quick as I could across many platforms. But I knew the dangers. First of all, uh, on YouTube, I, I don't have I'm not very active. I don't have that many followers. I don't put that many videos up. So it's only kind of legacy fans that have just crept on there. Uh, followers or whatever. Um, with Facebook, it was very obvious straight away. Hey, Facebook's going to mute this straight away after you. I'm like, oh god, we've only got ten minutes into it and they've they've, they've stopped it. That's it. Goodbye, Facebook. Uh, and then Mix. I would. I was a Mixcloud kind of pro user, but I paid the extra to go, to use the Mixcloud Live platform. And they they were quite open about this. They followed the knee jerk the, the, the thing with DJs uh, and they let Mixcloud Live beta out months before it was really supposed to be ready because of the situation globally so and they were quite open about that hey it's beta but guys go for it um, so I uh, obviously you know with the, the kind of respectful to other musicians blah 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 everybody gets paid kind of thing yes we go mixed out live and i pay paid and still do pay even though i don't use the service uh to um stream on have the ability to stream on mixed cloud live uh and then do twitch as well so and also for me it was kind of well which of these platforms am i going to be more comfortable you know what's the experience going to be like for me and for the viewers um costings technicalities quality everything the whole thing so youtube waste of time for me i haven't got the numbers facebook waste of time it was just like oh forget it because and also you just get the oh it's on my feed yeah i watch this and it's very much a you know you know my, my philosophy is that you know if, if i put a big production into this and a lot of thought care time and effort that if people if they will come if they want to come and i i don't really need or want the casual pop in and outer who will just go hey it's on my feed yeah i'm not bothered don't care so facebook really for me wasn't it mixcloud light then it came down to sort of you know a clash of the two titans i guess you know one titan in a possible <laughs> um so with uh, so i for concurrently i, I use restream.io uh for multi-streaming to um mixcloud live and twitch can i run the two together so while i'm p playing performing doing what i'm ever doing um i've got maybe you know the twitch control panel on, on one i've got mixcloud on another what I found out very quickly is that although the mix the the Twitch um, stream seems to be much better in uh, uh, video quality, it's hard to it's hard to understand whether the audio is better because I'm not the one listening to it. But for me, the fundamental, most important thing was the fact that the communication with the viewers is so clunky on Mixcloud Live. It's not very elegant. It's it's not very reliable um it's the 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 live numbers don't seem to i mean pe people see numbers on mixcloud live and to my interpretation they see the cumulative numbers that have been in the stream since it started i also see who's on at that actual moment so it's a kind of a false you know a false flag for you know it looks like hey i've got you know eight, 200 people and you know 200 people might have been on for the past two hours or 100 or whatever but it's not who's on now but the whole the monetization side of it wasn't really uh it was my it was the same desire that took me to want to be a dj in the first place to play music to entertain people and to have that joy of, of doing it you know it was like hey i just want to make bucket loads of money here because it wasn't you know it was just i, I just want to be what i am again and this platform is the way to do it um i've got a quite a long-term fan base and i thought well okay i can do something with this people may enjoy it and it began from there so really it was the elegance of twitch's um chat uh it's uh, emotes uh the interaction the speed of it uh the statistics uh the reporting the monetization once you're an affiliate um and the whole elegance of twitch uh so really um it, it became over a period of months we just play, we just go on Twitch. We keep it there. Uh, if that changes in the future, then fair enough. But I'm still paying for Mixcloud Live because uh, because I use the so other services really. So no, that's uh, yeah. I, I, and I've definitely um, I've definitely found I've tried doing stuff with music on Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and all these different ones. And I just I just ended up coming back to Twitch for the for the 
for the chat, for the emotes, for the even though the discoverability is terrible, it's still sort of like you still get people in in a way that you just don't on YouTube. Mm. So and then yeah, so I think and obviously you had a bit of an insider because when I came into it, I was like, what the raids? What are hosts? What is all this stuff? Because it can be a bit scary when Daunting. people come yeah. come into it. Yeah. So do you want to like go into a bit on 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 that whole culture of Twitch chat? And how you curate that atmosphere on your streams? Yeah, for for, for those who don't know the the elements, if if you're a viewer on Twitch, I mean, first of all, uh, it's free to watch Twitch. If you create a user account, um, uh, you 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 have a, a name, you have a presence, and you can engage in the chat. Uh, in other words, you can comment and interact in, in the chat. It, then, if you actually follow that. Twitch user, you'll get notifications when they go live. Uh, if you, um, there, there are three ways that a streamer uh, can actually earn money, and the follower or the viewer can actually support the channel. One is um, by uh, what they call bits or biddies. It's basically like throwing a couple of dimes or uh, pound coins or euros into a, a busker's hat. You know, I'll just throw you a 50p or a pound or whatever here. The way the way that they do that is um, the viewer connects Twitch to their PayPal, for example. And if they think, hey, this is a great vibe, I'll, I'll just throw some bits at this person. Uh, then the second element is uh, the, the viewer uh, can subscribe or gift subscribe, make a gift subscription. What that is, is that by subscribing to the channel, you say, hey, I'm going to pay this person... Four ninety nine a month for a month, or three months, or six months, or or whatever. Or I've already got a subscription because I, I either bought one last month or whatever. But I love what this person's doing. I'm going to support them. I'm going to gift a, a subscription to somebody else in the chat. And what that does is, it uh, it, it provides income for. Uh, the streamer because obviously it, it's costly you know to stream is very costly time uh, uh, internet costs electricity prep you know everything it's it's not cheap to do this uh, to a decent level uh, but people can subscribe that way but both of those two elements have um, amazon slash uh, twitch get a slice of that pie the third element is pure straight paypal donations where the the viewer can just go hey I'm digging this, I'm just going to chuck $50 in or $20 or whatever. I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, Arab princes coming on and thinking this is a great stream and dropping dropping 5K into somebody's bank account. You know, this this kind of stories. thing happens. <laughs> yeah, you do hear about it. Um, so that's how the viewer supports. Uh, but also the viewer can actually feel part of a community because it's basically like going into a kind of intimate club being with some friends on, and you make new friends, you start to chat people and the etiquette within Twitch is very much, hey, come on in, you're very welcome, nice to meet you, take a seat, have a, you know, this is what we're about. Hey, this is great. Oh, where are you based? Um, you know, this kind of thing. So, and then that person thinks, oh, I like this. It's a nice community. I'm a fan of this music or whatever this person's doing. And I also uh, like to be part of the community, the make new friends, hence the Discord where you've got an offline place to chat. Um, the other element is the fact that when people subscribe, they get, they get access to the streamers' emotes. Basically, emotes are like little emojis that are unique to that channel that represent either the person streaming or some phrase like I've got, you know, bots, carabells, you know, whatever. And I go, hey, take me to church and all these church icons come up. You know, so it's basically people who subscribe get access to different levels of emotes. So they feel a bit more family, like VIP. Um also, the other good thing about Twitch as well is that I and many, many streamers have uh, moderators. So I have friends who actually moderate the channel. Obviously, you know, the fundamental thing is get rid of any spam bots or anything, but the moderators can put up specific commands which trigger things. Like I might say, hey, everybody, I'm on Street Sounds Radio next Monday, and boom, you know, something will come up. Or, uh, you know, if you want to follow, uh, follow me, get all the playback on Mixcloud and then the Mixcloud thing will come up. So the moderators actually are like the uh, the hosts of the party. You know, they'll see see people to their tables and take the order and help them out if they need some help and welcome them in and this kind of thing. A bit like Fred from First Dates, you know, hey, come on in, you know, take you to your table kind of stuff. So um, that's the user experience in, in Twitch, really. Um, the raid thing is very interesting because, I mean, it took me a while to get it, use it, and do it properly. Uh, but a raid is basic where it's, it's again, 
the etiquette of Twitch is that you've got maybe 30, 40 people in the room at any one time. You might have had 100, 150 through the room or whatever your figures are. It could be more, could be less. doesn't matter what the figures are. But if you've got a certain amount of people in the room, that, those people are, hey, they're with you, they trust you, they like you. you know. And if you go, okay, I'm, my session's finishing now. It's not like lights out, oh, so long and thanks for all the fish. It's like, hey, we're going to see one of my friends now. I'm going to send you all off. It's like, we're going to go to the club next door. So, you know, let me just send you, go through that door and you'll go and see my friend who's DJing next door. And I literally raid into with my people, you know, people have the option to stay with the raid or leave and go, hey, I've had enough, I'm, I'm done. And they then automatically transfer to whomever I raid into, whether that's a, a VJ, a DJ, or somebody doing something like you do or, or whatever. But it's usually it's somebody I either follow who's online and if, or if there's nobody on that's, um, online that's a friend or, or I follow as part of our kind of clique or family, then um, we, I'll take recommendations. Uh, so that's it, really. That, that's the whole elegance etiquette side of, of the the uh, viewer experience. Yeah, try and raid someone at the end. And then the raids are just something that don't exist on YouTube. And so YouTube, you sort of get this concept of a subscription. You get some things where they follow, but Twitch is baked in so deep into the platform that and i don't know what it is what do you have a theory on why people are so sort of generous on twitch just they just hand over 20 quid they'll it's such a strange thing when everyone doesn't want to spend money anywhere else it seems but twitch you sort of especially like i saw a new game came out and this guy made like 20 grand or something in it like on a couple of streams and it's like it's just it just doesn't i've not seen it anywhere else and and it's just this like this could happen. I don't know. I think it's the psychology that's been created by that technology and that platform. In fact, I'll give you an example. I, with my pure jaw dropping onto the floor, I once ended. I, I, I've never. I don't game. I, I can't game. I'm rubbish. I have no interest in that world. It. I find it uh, fascinating the psychology of it and why it's so powerful. But um, one time, I, I thought, okay, I, I just went to the Twitch uh, main page and Twitch put recommended big people on, you know, hey, this is big at the moment. It's got gazillion views and so many people in the room. I thought, I'm going to just click on one of these. So I clicked on it. I watched this. And I, I swear this was the experience. This kid must have been 16 or 17, an American kid. And he was doing a game and he had other people in it. and he, But he was obviously the man, the dude. And he had something like, I don't know, two and a half, three thousand maybe in the room that moment, the chat was just going like this, up and down and everything. At one point, you know, it was all chat, 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 chat. Then at one point, this this kid threw a real teenage wobbler. He objected to something that somebody said, shouted and bawled, got off his got off his chair, this is my effing stream and uh, swearing, I'm thinking, whoa, this this kid began to kick an inanimate object, he began to kick his chair screaming tantra people were cheering you know they were they were subscribing a, a hype train started and a hype train right. i should have mentioned earlier yeah, well, is, I, is, I was going to ask you it's on my list yeah a hype train <laughs> is where people start to chat put put bits and do you know the activity starts oh things are getting a bit cool here so a hype train starts and that's an encouragement for everybody to go ah it's my opportunity now to really support this streamer and the hype train goes through so many different levels of people throwing money in before it gets to a certain level and then it closes uh, but this th this kid was getting hundreds upon hundreds of dollars flying in because he was throwing, yeah, you give that chair some. <laughs> oh, the chair deserves a kick in. Oh, it's like, I'm thinking, what is this? There's people giving money to a kid who's beating a chair up. So if that's the base level psychology of it, you can imagine yeah. how people feel about, hey, this person's entertaining me. I'm loving this music. I'm liking this vibe. This, you know, I'm going to support this person. I think it's, from in the more positive world, I think it's a, I appreciate you. I want to support you. This is enriching my life. I'd like to invest in my my enjoyment of this. And you're a decent person, so here you go. There's a there's you know a, a pound or twenty or fifty or five quid or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And not to sort of, I, you just made me want to tell my story of the thing like back in a. 2015 was when I discovered Twitch was when I was living alone in in a foreign country and like that's you sort of tend to discover Twitch when you sort of like you're looking for a community of people to talk to but I just found this guy 
um, who he like he, he he was in my chat and I was like, oh, you've got quite a few followers. And I went in and I watched his stream and his stream consisted of him on like his quite cheap headphones playing really loud pop music and just flailing around and yelling. And it was distorting and the chat, like you say, it was just like cool. bombing up. The donations were coming in and it made absolutely no sense. And I was like, this is a weird place, but yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a crazy place. If you haven't, if you haven't been to Twitch, audience, <laughs> give it a look, it's weird. I mean, I did this, uh, crikey, it turned out to be a, a nine hour stream last weekend. Wow. Doing, doing a, a live remix. It, we, I, I was basically, I said, hey, I'm doing this remix of Boney M's Daddy Cool. Come and join me. We'll do it from the ground up and you can watch. And, you know, over 330 odd people watched during the course of the day. And um, with an average of about 40 viewers all the time for nine hours. Uh, um, but people, it's, there's, it's voyeurism, it's fascination, it's interest in other people's lives. It's, it's, it can be weird, it can be wonderful, it can, and, but it's, it's Twitch, this is it. And, and it's part of today's, let's face it, it's a crazy world anyway, so I don't think <laughs> Twitch is that unusual, you know? So let's uh, let's get into some uh, let's get into some production specifics. So um, let's let's go into the technology. Um, so how do you um, how do you prepare and what's involved in your stream? Um, well, the, the the bare bones of this. I mean, first of all, audio and video are primary for me. I mean, obviously the uh, you know the equipment I use. Uh, so. Okay, from the ground up, um, first of all, the DJ equipment is uh, an Allen and Heath mixer. Uh, I've got two Technics Classic SL1210 decks. Um, I've got a Native Instruments control, controller system, which gives me access to the digital side. Uh, so, uh, and that all is fed, all, all of that audio from the DJ performance is fed through a Focusrite audio interface. Uh, and that uh, then, connects to the computer so that takes the audio from the dj mixer uh, which you've got the microphone connected to as well uh, and then that feeds straight into the uh, the mac and then uh, it's a dead i have a dedicated streaming computer in the studio uh, so and then that runs either well primarily ecamm live and sometimes obs depending on what i'm doing so that's the kind of signal path from there so that's the audio side of it uh, obviously my background is a Producer, DJ, engineer. Make, I want to make sure the audio is pristine. So that's that's the audio side of it. Do you use a compressor? I mean, I guess you're a DJ, so you're used to kind of keeping everything. But do you have like a limiter or compress? No. You know, anything going on? You just no. like no, because I I respect I respect the red. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or in the case of in the case of the Allen and Heath, whatever color it is green, blue. I can't remember what the color is, but no, I I have uh, I through many decades have been able to control. The dynamics of one record coming into another i'm able to be i i am a, a, a compressor i am a limiter okay. you know <laughs> uh there was met there was many practice test streams and whatever went into it before i actually started streaming so i've, I've got it off to a fine fine key but uh, i don't use any form of limiting or right and you know it's working just you, you've got that sort of monitoring environment set up so that you kind of know exactly yeah know, i have a, i have a pair of powered monitors which connect to another output of the Allen and Heath mixer which is independent of uh, the signal that's going to uh, to twitch what do you use for the microphone uh, a SM industry standard SM58 but that is uh, EQ'd quite heavily via the the reason I chose the Allen and Heath uh, zone 96 is because of its extensive inputs and filters and EQ so it's an analog mixer pure analog circuitry in there so that's that added to the focus right helps that sound but i can turn that sm58 into a broadcast microphone close to if i wanted to which i have done so but the most of the time if i'm doing um a show that's basically uh with the native instruments controllers because the control units are closer to the mixer the decks are much further left and right you've seen the thing it's you could walk down my <laughs> it's quite wide uh, so to be able to, if I was using DVS, digital vinyl system, or playing records, I need to have the mic handheld because I need to be fluid and walk between the two. Uh, whereas if I'm, uh, like on Friday, most of the time, if I'm doing a, a for 90% of the time, I'm, I've got a microphone stand that's just off camera, but angled in. So I, and I literally, I, I, I lean over here 
and I've got my hand controlling that and I, you know, hey, hey, blah, 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 blah. Then I'm back here into the action as it were. But every time I go to the mic, I'm not a fan of a mic being bang center or coming right across the, the screen. I like it away and I go to it. Uh, it just makes a more saying a pleasing area yeah there. definitely that was what, that's probably why I couldn't figure out I couldn't remember off the top of my head what you were doing with that mm. and you're not tempted to try like a headset type mic I no just... because uh, how would I mix how do you mean oh yeah because you've got the headphones on what I'm listening to in my uh, I also have a uh, I've got this cable you can't actually see it this one he had it specially made but uh, when I'm mixing I mean, I, I can just use my, sometimes you may have seen me use like a pair of standard DJ headphones. That's that's probably because I've got the, the room active, but I found I get a better microphone sound if I don't have the main room too loud because it's going to feed back or whatever. But um, I, what what you need to remember is that when I'm mixing in ears, I can, I can uh, I'm switching between monitoring the queuing record, what's coming in next, and the room, or, or what Twitch is hearing. I'm not listening to what Twitch is hearing, I'm listening to what the mixer is putting out. So I'm hearing the cumulative output of the mixer with my headphones. Uh, and also, uh, I use the split queue system, which actually, when I queue a record, that actually sends the queue channel to one output while I hear the main room in the other. So yeah, I'm listening okay. to the room in one, and that's why I had to have this special cable made because the I'm, I queue with one specific ear and the zone 96 does it the other way around. So I've, I've had a, a special cable made. But right, So that's well. that's really what's happening in my head. I'm okay. listening to the right. DJ mixer, not not anything else really. Cool. Okay, so moving on to the, the visuals, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, the live cameras. Uh, I mean, I've experimented with numerous things uh through through the past year um but the the primary front camera is uh a it's it's rather extravagant to be used for <laughs> for a twitch live stream so don't fall off your chair but it's a panasonic gh5s with a Leica lens on it okay. i remember i've got a background <laughs> in photography and video so i had a lot of stuff before and i knew how to light a scene and everything so I thought, I've got it, I'll use it for my main camera. And it looks beautiful from the front. I mean, I broadcast in 1080p and it just looks great. Um, so that main camera is the whole view. It's the front view of the whole thing. Uh, then I started to uh, add um, uh, an overhead. So I had uh, a Sony 5100 that fed out into a called Elgato Camlink. Um, and that was the overhead at the time. And then I had a couple of GoPros so I so I had all these cameras and uh, I think, okay, well, I need somewhere to put them because I can't just keep putting loads of USB stuff. It's just going to go crazy. So I purchased the Blackmagic ATEM Mini, which is basically like a video mixer or switcher, not a mixer. Uh, so you can switch between. So I've got four cameras going straight into, uh, in, into that. Uh, and I can choose what camera I want it to see by just switching through. What happened, we, I, I eventually um, got another GoPro. So I've now got three GoPros and uh, one, uh, the GH5S, and I've moved the Sony camera into this studio to be a permanent fixture. Okay, so uh, then I discovered this wonderful thing, uh, this special app. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Forrest. Tell me more. <laughs> so the shooter, I, I was I, I I discovered it, I think, through a guy called Adrian Adrian Salisbury has been Adrian uh, Salisbury, yeah. Who's he's been, been paying my bills. He's been fantastic. <laughs> I mean he was a great um uh, for me he was a great source of education for for Ecamm Live. He's 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 highly recommended guy. What a what a teacher he is. And um he pointed me in the direction of your app and that's so I, I, I used it. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. And I've still got it on this I've just changed my phone. I've still got it permanently on this iPhone, uh, which is a, an XS, uh, which I've kept now specifically to use your app. Oh, so uh, now my, and that gave me the ability to then have uh, a camera on each deck. So your app, Michael, uh, on that iPhone is focused on my left hand deck. So I <laughs> and I can switch because all of these have different feeds into. Uh, Ecamm or OBS, but mainly Ecamm at the moment. That means that I can switch any kind of view uh, in create a scene, and then I, I use to switch the different scenes. Well, I guess we'll go into video and overlays in a moment, but to switch scenes, 
uh, I uh, have a uh, Elgato uh, Stream Deck. So that that just uh, and I have different shows programmed into it, so I can just uh, you know I mean at the moment, for example, on a Saturday night we have this thing where I go into Black Alert, which is a play on the Star Trek Discovery thing. Uh, where I switch everything off, the lights go down, and it goes into full-on disco mode. So, you know, that's another scene in itself. So I switch all these different things. And also the video content, which I guess we'll talk about soon, is is also selected from that as well. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot of equipment. <laughs> and a lot of connections and a lot of things coming in, but yeah, let's 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 talk about the um, let's talk about the dancing overlays and the cubes and all that. Mm, and okay. Like how much? It, I I do want to ask. Like none of it's like beat matched, is it? None of it's like synchronized or anything. It's just like different layers, right? Or is it? So are we, are we talking about uh, the, the the video to the dancing and the? No, no. Um, it's just me. It's just me. Me being fastidious and trying to make all the dancings roughly the same tempo, you know, a, a kind of a general house tempo. The video content, basically, um, it, it's kind of activity, people dancing. Uh, I, I, I got this thing with uh, bots, robots. It became a, a unique, well, semi-unique thing to my channel. So I've sought out all all kind of manner of bots that dance and ro robotic things and then uh, disco dancers and everything. But what I did was I went through gazillions of hours of YouTube videos and um, made my own videos because obviously you can't just go, hey, I, I want a video, I'm just going to play it because it'll have people's branding on, it'll be badly edited, it'll have something that you don't want or something that's inappropriate. So I spent ages making this dancing video, that dancing video, this bot video, this video, blah, blah, blah. And this was stage one of it. So basically I, I went on with different video dancey things. Um, and how long are those? Do those tend to be a minute, a minute thirty? But they auto they auto loop because I, I didn't yeah. make them too long because uh, you don't want to really have that scene on for you know too long. You, you know the things need to be snappy and changing. And then the other element was things like um, the more innovative stuff, which would I don't know if you've ever seen, where I will have a rotating Paradise Garage logo or Studio 54 or Ministry of Sound or, you know, so basically I've created iconic people in music, James Brown, Kraftwerk, clubs, Paradise Garage, Studio 54, Giorgio Moroder, you know, uh, the Hacienda, just logos and things that mean something to dance music or disco or funk or pop or soul or whatever. And I created these uh, literally virtual slip mats. Uh, and I, I got a high res image of a, t a Technics deck and I animated rotating things. So I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff where I will just create because it's unique to me. Nobody else has got it. Then from, from there on, uh, the, the other element that comes into play was a major epiphany for me uh, because, as you may have seen on my stream, I, I can blend and, and fade videos and visuals and live cameras in and out and do crazy stuff with uh, regenerative visuals. So basically what that, that's a, a program called Resolume. Uh, and Resolume is a high-end, very powerful, professional application that's used by a lot of production companies for live acts on festival stages, DJs, etc. And Resolume, basically, it's 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 kind of like Ableton Live for video, but on steroids. It's you, You've got a bunch of clips, and you can select them on different channels. And on one channel, you might have eight or ten clips and you can pick one and then you can mix one of five so you've got the whole video mixer thing going on mm. uh, so basically what what happens there is that i can bring in as another is uh, virtually another camera another scene um i i can bring in um now this is quite wonderful this this section of it is because uh, when I discovered how to do this and how to make it work, because I wanted to do with it, do this in the beginning, but uh, it, I couldn't run it on the same system. Because uh, next door, I, I can't, I can't, I tried to run Resolume on the same system I was streaming on. Mm. Not good, not no. good. Because you're trying to stream and run generative video and mixing on one system. What, how I nailed that was um, I used a system called NDI, which basically allowed me to, uh, the epiphany really was the fact that I could run Resolume in this studio. So I launched Resolume in this studio and I NDI, which is basically, it uses my internal network and I've got a hardwired 
I had an engineer put a hardwired network in the house upstairs as well, so there's no Wi-Fi involved. You don't want to do it on Wi-Fi. So I've got a hardwired network here, and what I do is I send the output of Resolume via NDI to, over the network, the internal network, to the computer. The computer that's streaming on uh, Ecamm picks up the NDI as a another camera, an input, and allows me to create a scene with it. Two other wonderful elements here are, one, I can mix the ATEM output, which has got four cameras, remember. I can send the output of that to Resolume as a source. So I'm sending the ATEM signal on a separate HDMI output all the way through here into Resolume as a source, which enables me to mix live camera footage with video and generative visuals. Uh, the way I control that uh, because obviously, you know, well, okay, well, how do you pick a clip? How do you crossfade it? Uh, I use uh, an Akai APC-60, is it? Mark II. And that's basically, that That was, um, uh, it's, it's an iconic unit, which all the video jocks use, but that was originally made for Ableton. Uh, but it was adapted for, so uh, the APC is what everybody uses. So I, this is why I'm always turning to the right, to either, uh, I'm either switching scenes on the ATEM with the live cameras, I'm selecting scenes on the stream deck, uh, or I'm mixing visuals on um, on the APC. Oh, and PS, I'm DJing and talking to an audience at the same time. So if anybody thinks that this is easy, I'm exhausted by the end of a stream, you can imagine. Well, I was going to ask, like, how much, how automatic is that? Are those transitions and those changes? But are, are you controlling every transition yourself with those little faders and buttons? It's totally, like that's why some wow. shows run smoother than others. Um, some are, you know, I've had moments where people just go, "My goodness, what, that's incredible!" You know, I may have combined X with Y and overlaid Z, and um, bang, you've got this beautiful thing on screen. Yeah, and, and it's like, wow, that's great. Can I do it again? Don't know, but I've got. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many variants, but this is what keeps it fresh, you know? Yes, yes. And this is why I think live performance is so, it's so important to have you as the, in, in enough control that it does have that it's different every time kind of feeling. But you, but it's I think it sounds like you put an awful lot of time into setting up that, that Resolume um, well, that project, I guess. Um, like how, how much testing and how much work went into that, would you say? Months, and we, we, we're going back in time to that period where I, couldn't stream because I was on my last uh, days with my previous employer and I was still gathering the equipment and setting up. So there was, uh, I mean, I literally was testing and building, testing, trying and creating between, I guess, April 2020. And I actually hit the airwaves, the broadcasting uh, in, gosh, it would have been uh, September. Wow. And obviously, like, I mean, this may just be me, but like, what made you sure this was worth doing? Uh, because I believed in the music, the art form of DJing. Uh, I, I felt that this was socioculturally the way that things would be going. I think the whole pandemic thing just amplified and, and got things that were inevitably going to happen, happening mm. sooner. Uh, I saw the writing on the wall two years ago, you know, two years before it, it all kicked off. Not the pandemic, the technology side of it. I've always been that way. So, but it's really, uh, I, you know, I am what I am in my DNA. I'm a DJ, I'm a, I'm a producer, I'm an entertainer, I'm an educator. I, I That's what I do. It's it's kind of all, uh, and and uh, the life, you know, you know, the divorce, losing the job, being on your own in a house now, you know, it. everything was like, and, and more importantly, discovering, rediscovering my mojo, my desire to be a producer and a remixer. You know, I, when you find that, when the fire comes back to you, you know, and you've got an outlet for it, you go with it, you know? And, and it's, it's like, this was the past. Now all the stars are aligning and everything's dropped into place. And now it's time for, you know, Paul Decane version three. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Great. If I, if I was someone who's seen your stream, blown away by that, and 
I am someone that say, say some kid is, <laughs> wants to get into it, get started. Like if you didn't have much money um, and you wanted to sort of to be able to get started on, on the journey that you're sort of like at the pinnacle of, I guess, really, like what would you what, what should they do? Like, where should they start? Uh, I mean, look, you, you can you, you, you can. I mean, the other thing I didn't mention in, in, in the tech round was the uh, was the lighting, by the way. Mm, uh, that's the yeah. other element is the uh, this is relevant to answering your question, by the way. Okay. Um, the, the, the lighting in there, uh, obviously, I've got a background in video light, uh, photography and video lighting. So I know how to light subjects and what get the best use, etc. So the room was very much prepared for this. Mm. Uh, you may have noticed that the background wall is a specific gray. You know, who paints a wall gray? Well, somebody know, who knows that that particular shade of gray is the color and shade that's exactly right to extract all the saturation from any color you project on it. So, you know, people think, oh, I'll paint the wall white and put a, a light on it. No, it's a very specific gray. And that, that enables me to uh, light the wall. Uh, and, and when I go purple or blue or green or flash this or whatever, it, the, the wall becomes that. It doesn't, mm. you know, so that's the reason for that. Uh, so anyway, I'll come back to the question. <laughs> so lighting is a part of it as well. But look. The very basics. I've I've helped a couple of people do this anyway. So, the very basics is 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 some kind. If it's uh, you, this person wants to be a DJ or a musician. I mean, what what is the person streaming? What is their vocation here, Michael? Yeah, someone who's a DJ. Maybe they've got you know they've got their their, their sort of, uh, tractor and they've got a yeah. few things. So they're already they, got they that. Yeah. Playing it. Okay. yeah. Right, so they've already got their DJ gear. So really, uh, one one basic webcam, try and get something 1080p at, at the very least. The, the beauty of that is you're not investing in camera bodies, lenses, mm. and, and this thing would just be recognized by streaming software as soon as you USB straight in. Um, try, try and get a, a USB microphone, uh, just a, something that sits, I can't really pull it across, but something like that just USB, you know, or, or you can buy a cheap 10, 10 pound microphone, Chinese, whatever, imported from an eBay and just plug it into your DJ controller and just do that. We're talking pure basics. So you've got one camera, you've got a mic, you've got a DJ controller. Um, if you've, you know, if you've, if you can afford it, just buy something like a DC powered small little light. Uh, which preferably can change color temperature from a colder blue to a warmer orange so you can adapt it to your room just so you can just put a bit of light on yourself. Um, the other elements would be you could use a, a green screen. Uh, you could just put a bit of green cloth on a stand behind you and get into the whole world of green screen. Um, easier said than done. Yes, very much <laughs> easier said than done. Um, um, and I would definitely tell people if you can get something that's like something that unfolds, that's stretched rather than trying to like, I've, the amount of time I've wasted trying to steam this kind of creased up <laughs> green screen and try and get the light to work right. And it always looks terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah so. so that is one element. Um, and and the the software OBS it you know it, it OBS will run is free uh, it has a bunch of plugins and tools to help you personalize it uh, it's free uh, it will run on a Mac and PC I mean you and I both use Ecamm I was going to ask you like when would you use OBS personally and, and... well I I used um uh like like for example when when I use I, I stream from the DJ side of it I I I mean, I have a very powerful PC in there that uh, my, my boys uh, sorted out for me. And we may be moving into that world in the future, uh, but it's a hugely powerful machine. But So that's got OBS on it already, but I stream using Ecamm Live uh, for my DJ streams. However, uh, when I did the um, uh, studio session in here, I used OBS. Uh, I, there was just a certain few tools that I needed for for that session, like the, for example, uh, the ability for my mods to change my screen if I forgot, you know, using tr Triggerfy, that kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I, I, I use OBS in here, but I have used and probably will be using a heck of a lot because I'm still a I still a paid paid up member, a pro user for Ecamm Live, which means I've got access to the to their interview mode. And now the interview mode on, on Ecamm is very interesting, but for me, it'd be great for doing things like this as well. However, I think the scope in the Ecamm Live's interview mode to uh, 
to have the the dream of a back-to-back DJ set on Twitch. So I, I'm streaming, and I've got another DJ streaming in with me, that kind of thing. But as regards the basics, yeah, OBS for the free software, and 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 that's it. I mean, you can build, you know, you can start doing some little dancing videos and some overlays, uh, get a, a designer or create your own emotes. So, but yeah, that's the basics, you know. Yeah, or you can get my app and put it on your phone. Just get a yeah LED light. Just make sure you can get the sound good, and then make sure it's like synced up. Yeah, OBS, yeah, so, so, it's, yeah. it's not too yeah. bad. If right? you've got a, uh, I mean, your, yours yours is purely iPhone, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and I, and does it work with OBS? Yeah, you can AirPlay or you can yeah. There's loads of ways to use it with OBS. Right. Okay. So it works with OBS and Ecamm as well. Yeah. So I mean, as I said, I use your your I, I used it for various views, but but this iPhone now is basically um, it goes straight to your app. The cameras on iPhones uh, are vastly superior to uh, to uh, so yeah, really. Forget the uh, the webcam. Use Michael's app on your iPhone, and you've got a fantastic camera it's true and like and in fact like even if your camera's not quite as good as and you invest in some lighting then that can sort of like help uh, you can get a pretty good image that way so uh, oh yeah, good lighting go. can transform a scene yeah. you know i mean you look at what what we're doing now i mean i for a creative environment i'm a, i'm lit at the moment if i if i mm. turn off i'll show you this so if i just turn off even one well i'll turn them both off so I'm, I'm front lit now just because yeah. of doing this. So now you see, look at the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's... So I, what I've done, I, I've set the scene behind me. I've, I've got control over the ambient light here. We've got the mood light in here. But then obviously, so I'm looking like I should be. I've got these two lights. So, But this yeah. is my knowledge of lighting. So this yeah. is a... A pleasing visual scene, apart from me. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it's balanced. It's it's you know. So again, yeah, yeah, it's something. Yeah, like a good background. You know, I you know when I first started doing uh, streaming, I I I was like, I want a backdrop. I literally I bought a sheet of with a brick wall on it like some fabric that was a print of a brick wall and yeah. put that behind me and that made it look really good all of a sudden well, it's a, like DJ a white wall another michael a dj friend of mine michael gray uh, he he's got a exact same brick wall wallpaper or whatever it is and he just hangs some lights behind it you know i mean i've i've got my little signature uh, tubular lighting things going on and i can change the mood with that and you know going to black alert and we're going to disco mode you know yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect. This is going to be the extended version of this interview, isn't it? <laughs> right. So that's 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 just brilliant and unbelievable and fantastic hearing all about that. And I just love hearing all the, how much work has gone into it. Because you look at it, I look at what you're doing. I'm like, that is some high production values. And hearing like how much work goes into it, it's like, OK, I, I kind of knew it, but maybe I didn't quite realise, you know, mm. with sort of talking Leica lenses and like decades of experience with cameras and stuff. I, I had a head start so, in, you know, yeah. not only my Twitch tutor, but my lighting photography music audio engineering everything i've got you know i mean yeah it's uh it's great it's great so um so so obviously like the djing isn't the only thing you're doing you're doing these music production streams and things but you've got some other stuff so do you want to say like what else are you doing and what's what, what where do you see things going what's next uh well one of the uh, main things for the moment is uh i i formed a new uh, production guys with my dear friend uh sunny x who's based over in greece uh, sunny was a an ex-dmc producer as myself and he and i formed this new uh artist band name call it what you want called utopia yu number two opia utopia.com folks um and that's our outlet for making funky house new disco jack in house but but very much everything is disco flavored so um we formed that started to make records working with artists uh, and then we felt that okay well look let's create our own label we need an outlet for this so where we can control it release stuff that we want sign stuff that we want and um you know whereas sunny is literally in the studio 24 hours i'm not quite as extensive but still have a lot of time for the studio but i've got the business marketing legal uh communications pr side of things sorted so between us we're quite a strong force uh, and the fact that we both a very long-term established. I mean, between us, we've got 80 years' experience. It's not shabby, really. It's, you know, 
two old men, you know. But but um, so we uh, we're starting this new label. The new label is called Tap Dancing Freaks, uh, and um, it is already approved by all the uh, outlets and sources. So we will be launching uh, late summer, uh, early uh, autumn, and our first release features uh, the the vocals of uh, Edwin Starr, the uh, soul disco vocalist. Uh, who uh, sadly passed away quite a few years ago. Um, so we've we've licensed um, uh, one of his vocals into one of our tracks, uh, and again, but again, you know, we're doing everything legally uh, and and by the book here. I mean, for example, we're 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 trying to at the moment get clearance on a an old Frank Farian track, uh, which was Eruption a track called um, uh, One Way Ticket. Uh, it, it sounds a bit kind of like Boney M. Uh, that kind of vibe. So we're trying to clear that as well. And we're working with uh, like Kathy Brown, who's a current soul diva, uh, some new emerging artists. And um, yeah, so we're, that's, that's kind of what's happening at the moment. And I, in, 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 basically, Sunny and I also wanted to create DJ tools, which probably wouldn't get full release, but were remixes of tracks that were more kind of, uh, and I'm going to use a friend of mine's quote here conan liquid he uses the name period authentic so that was the whole vibe with this is to do a remix as a dj tool uh, which would be basically using the original parts and just making them more sonically better but making a better arrangement that's more today and a bit more dynamic so it's not a banging crashing house mix with a 909 drum machine and samples filtered all over the place it's very respectful of the original so uh we're doing those as well um so yeah, the stu- that's the studio side of it. Uh, but the the label is a very serious business venture. You know, we we are licensing, we are seeking clearances on everything we put out. We're not just boshing sample-ridden stuff out and selling it on Beatport and selling you know two hundred copies and going, hey, let's move on. We're not about that, and we're you know we're working with some really cool artists. So oh, also I'm, I'm I do a once a month show for StreetSoundsRadio.com. Uh, Street Sounds was a uh, a compilation album series from back in the 80s, very much based on electro, hip-hop, house, dance, soul, funk, boogie. Uh, and uh, they started a, 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 a branded radio station last year and asked me to be a part of it, so I do that as well. So, yeah, life is busy, uh, lots of creativity involved, um, but getting down to the serious side of business, the label is it has to work you know it we're not you know i've had a top 10 record before and i i, I don't see the point in just making stuff that's going to sell you know be downloaded 200 times and that's it or you give away for free all the time you know there's no point but it's it's, it's so but the amount of love tear attention to detail passion energy i put into these things justifies that i think that that you know all right if there might not all be hits but if you if i don't just want to do spend two weeks on something and just give it away Hmm. just because some just because the outcome is uncertain doesn't mean you shouldn't make it less good i think that's a mistake i've made in the past with music you sort of think well it's probably there's no music industry it's not going to sell anyway so but it sounds like you've really got that yeah let's do the best we you know absolutely can and put out the best job we can and yeah, that's I, one way of getting you know getting something out there. it's also been true to, true to yourself as we both would be in this the, the, you know that instance yeah thank you so much for this paul this has been absolutely fascinating and brilliant to listen to so if anyone wants to come and tune in on fridays and saturdays for the dj sets that's uh twitch.tv slash dj dj decane yeah and there will be a blog post with this on squares tv slash i guess dj decane as well i'll put everything there and then you can sort of any links links that you talked about i'll put it on there and there will be a whole i'm going to do my best to sort of like boil this down into a shorter blog post but um yeah like that that squares tv is the thing uh is the platform where i'm I'm trying to sort of talk to lots of people and i think this has been like definitely like a twitch dj show masterclass for people thank you i so, mean i i, you so I am much. you're very welcome it's been my pleasure but i i amongst probably everybody else who's listening would love to know what your plans are for squares tv and i <laughs> you, can you tell me and tell everybody else because we'd i'd love to know well, it is talking to people, really, and it's just learning from other people and getting out of my own little weird world, my own little kind of, like, siloed existence where, like, I, I just want to, like, hear how other people are doing it mm. and share that. And it's just really, it is really that. And then, um, because I have this app, the, the, so the app, by the way, is Shoot Clean Camera Feed. I just got the domain 
clean.camera so you can go shoot.clean.camera slash feed if you want um but... highly recommended by me <laughs> oh, thank you um and that's that's just the thing that I, I decided i wanted to pivot to focus on that and to me like I, I wanted to sort of bring in that whole world of video and streaming and and music production but i think probably streaming is the nexus point of it and um, is the most interesting aspect but i, I love hearing the technical details of what into what went into creating something. And there's so many interviews with artists and creative people that are just like, Why, how did you become so much of a genius? Oh, it's just amazing. Oh yeah, and I just have to be in a really cool, yeah, I'm just cool. I, I, I wanna hear the specifics. I wanna hear what model camera, I wanna hear what model ATEM you've got. And so that's that's really what, that's for what I get excited about. And so that's what I wanna sort of put out and see if see if anyone's interested yeah. in it. And that's, that's sharing the knowledge, isn't it? It's, it's, yes, it's exactly. growth and you know, it's you, you just wanna do this to, understand things better and help other people yes. yeah, yeah yeah well best of luck with that anyway I mean, it's been thank a pleasure you, chatting you. with you thank you for the yes. opportunity well thank you so much for, for making time for this and um yeah we'll see you on friday and uh, yeah i'll definitely be keeping an eye out and hopefully speak uh, again soon okay. thanks michael <laughs> all right cheers then Bye. Bye.